0: Welcome to Small Business All Figured Out, a podcast collaboration to give you the right strategies, tips, and tools to achieve success in your small business. Small Business All Figured Out is co-hosted by Corinne Cole and Cheryl Cole. Welcome to Episode 6 of Small Business All Figured Out, hosted by myself, Corinne, and my co-host, Cheryl when we were planning out the episode topics for our podcast, we decided that a really important topic to delve into early on in the podcast is, are you ready to start a business? And that is exactly what this episode is all about. If you like this episode, please subscribe. And if you know someone else who will get value out of it, please go ahead and share it. You can find our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. So in this episode, we're going to walk you through the Small Business All Figured Out Pre-Business Plan Framework to help you identify if you are ready to start a business. Our framework is essentially a guide to all the things
1: you need to do before you start a business. And this topic isn't just even focusing on any of the financial or accounting elements of starting a business, you know, such as... Deciding on the right business structure and what accounting software you will use, or how you'll go about cash flow forecasting. Although, we certainly will be covering these topics in future episodes. But in this episode, the pre business plan framework will guide us through the essential groundwork that needs to be done before you even consider things such as your structure, your branding the assets and equipment that you'll need to invest in for your proposed business. So Corinne, perhaps you could start out by explaining what the pre-business plan framework is all about that we'll be discussing in this episode.
0: Yeah, so the pre-business plan framework deep dives on two key elements. So the first looks at the personal considerations of starting a business to help you work out if starting a business will be the right decision for you. And the second looks at the feasibility of your business idea. So it's an evaluation of your business idea and the steps involved in determining if your business idea has a genuine chance at success. These two elements are critical, and there's something that must be looked at even before you start documenting your formal business plan. And why is this? Because you're going to spend a lot of time, effort, and money on developing and executing your eventual business. So it's a smart move to invest a little bit of time up front to really test if your business idea is worthwhile pursuing in the first place.
1: And with that, does the feasibility analysis of your business idea actually end up forming part of the final business plan.
0: Yeah, it does. Obviously, some of the outcomes of the exercises that you'll do in assessing the feasibility of your your business idea will definitely form part of your business plan. And similarly, there will be other parts of your business plan that will support your findings in these pre-business plan groundwork exercises.
1: So some people might be thinking, well, shouldn't I just go straight ahead and work on my business plan and just do it all at once?
0: Well, the answer in my opinion is no. And that's because a detailed business plan is a very significant task. And when it's done properly, um, it can be very time consuming. So there's no real point in creating a business plan or even contacting your accountant about all the other steps involved in starting a business until you've given some careful thought to the personal aspects of starting a business, as well as having confirmed that your business idea will in fact be viable and have have a good chance of success. That way, if you discover that running a business isn't for you, or your business idea isn't really that great after all, then you can quickly scrap it and save yourself a ton of time, effort, money, and heartache. But if the preliminary work proves to be positive, then that's your green light to start work on your full business plan and explore your proposed business idea further. So Cheryl, uh, let's dive into the first element of the pre-business plan framework which is the personal considerations of starting a business. So this is the
1: self-analysis exercise. Yeah. Yeah. And the self-analysis exercise has four parts. So before I go into them, I'll just summarize what are those four parts? The first is be clear about your why. Why are you wanting to start your business? The second undertake some self-analysis. So compare your character traits to those required of a small business owner. Do you have what it takes? The third, do you have what it takes to endure the running of a business? So we're going to talk about the physical, the emotional, and the financial strains that you will encounter as a small business owner. And the fourth, The business skills, do you have the necessary skills to run a business or are you prepared to learn them? So the first personal consideration, point one of going into business is to be clear about your why. And what you need to do is ask yourself the reasons that you want to start your own business. And this question might seem a little fluffy at first, but it really is the very first step in starting your business. And it's also the most overlooked question, in my opinion. I agree with that. Yes. So before you take another step towards starting your business, you need to take a moment to document the reasons that you want to start a business and even write them down. So there could be a number of reasons for wanting to start a business and there's really no right or wrong answer to this question. But you should always keep your reasons in mind when researching and investigating the feasibility component of your business idea, which we'll talk about shortly. So not only does your business idea need to be commercially feasible and, and viable, but it also needs to be feasible for you at a personal level. So on a personal level, Have a think about why it is you want to start a business and a couple of factors might be, is it because you're looking for freedom from the daily grind of the nine to five or permanent night shift or whatever work routine that you're feeling stuck in currently? Or number two, is it because you want to be your own boss and no longer want to answer to anyone or be micromanaged? Or is it number three, is it because you want greater flexibility and The ability to work on your own terms, perhaps around family commitments or a desire to travel or you want to pursue a particular hobby or interest. Or number four, is it because of the potential to earn more money and create a more comfortable lifestyle for yourself and your family? Number five, maybe it's because you're just bored of your current job or your career and you're looking for your next challenge. Or number six, maybe it's because you have a product or a service that you believe there's a really strong demand for.
0: And Cheryl, there could be other reasons as well that people choose or think they want to go into business. And obviously some reasons are going to be better than others, but you do need to be aware of the trade-offs or the limitations that might come with each of these reasons. I think, for example, many people looking to start their own business do so because they dream of the freedom you spoke of, you know, no longer being trapped in their nine to five job, but The reality is that although becoming a business owner may free you of your day job, it comes with many other hidden drawbacks that you may not think of at first, such as the extra workload that comes with being your own boss and needing uh, a a whole other set of skills to run that business successfully. That's right. Which um, I think leads to the second point under the personal considerations. Yes. And that is. You need to undertake some self-analysis and compare your character traits to those required of a small business owner. So you need to assess, do you have what it takes to run a business?
1: Yep, that's a huge question.
0: It is, and starting a business really does demand certain personal characteristics. I mean, we've we've seen it. We have. We've we've lived it. We've lived it exactly. Yes. So this part is about you as an individual. You need to give some serious thought to the questions we're about to run through, because in my experience, there are people out there who are just not suited to running a business, and that's not to say that they don't have a great idea or a fantastic skill set but they do lack the personal traits that are required of a business owner. And those people are probably better suited to working for an organisation. And there's nothing wrong with that. In my experience, having these personal attributes can often make the difference between business success and business
1: failure. And look, no one goes into business with the goal of failing, clearly. No. But you do need to have a think about which of these personal characteristics you have or perhaps don't have. So let's talk about what they are. Okay. So
0: you need things such as a strong work ethic. I think that's probably one of the biggest, um, and a passion for what you do. You also need to be a self-starter and be determined and persistent and disciplined. You need to have the ability to manage your time and be very good at planning. And I think you need strong people skills and that will, you know, vary depending on what you're actually doing as a business. Creativity and an element of innovation is also handy. Definitely, You need to be competitive and enjoy competition. And I think being open-minded and open to constructive feedback and criticism uh, will be helpful. And you need to be open to ongoing learning.
1: Yes. The biggest you, business mistake is thinking, you
0: know, everything. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you need to be confident, decisive and
1: action orientated and you need leadership skills. Yes. And I'd also like to add that a couple of those characteristics that you just mentioned, Corinne, can be taught to some extent or learned, I should say, such as leadership skills and time management strategies, but the rest are pretty intrinsic. And if you don't have them, you will probably struggle with running a business. Yeah, for example, a true
0: self-starter doesn't need someone on the sidelines encouraging them to, you know, get off their backside and start a project or finish one. It just comes from within. And likewise, someone with a strong work ethic doesn't have to think twice about getting themselves into the office each day or wherever it is that you operate your business from, because that drive comes from within. But if you suspect that you may lack this motivation to see a project through to the end or show up every day to your workplace to get things done, then you may need to think very carefully about starting your own business because small business success relies heavily on the business owner having these characteristics.
1: That's right. Now, the third point that we mentioned before was, do you have what it takes to endure the running of a business? So the the physical, the emotional and the financial strains that you will encounter as a small business owner, and I say will encounter because if you think you're going to sail through business without any physical or emotional struggle, and you think you're going to be exempt from the financial strains that can also come with it, well, it's time for some real talk. This consideration is vitally important, and some of the considerations are as follows. Are you prepared for the fact that running your own business can be much more time-intensive than your current nine to five or fixed hours job that you might be very used to. You could very well end up working 12 to 16 hour days, working six, maybe seven days a week and also working the public holidays or during times a year that are usually a holiday period for others. Do you have the physical and mental stamina to handle an intense workload and a busy schedule? That's something else that you need to really ask yourself. Do you have the emotional strength to withstand the pressure and the stress that can be part of running a business. Yeah, this one, Cheryl, is actually a very serious consideration because in our role as accountants and
0: business advisors, we see firsthand the stress that some business owners try to deal with, and the impact the impact that that can sometimes have on the individual's mental well being. And this is a very real and prevalent issue. So much so that I actually attended a full day workshop uh, run by the Institute of Public Accountants dedicated to this very topic you know, of mental health and well-being, Yeah. And this workshop gave us as the advisor, the tools to better support our clients who may be dealing with mental health problems or even a mental health crisis possibly brought about by stressful matters going on within their businesses. And we'll actually be covering this topic in more depth and detail in an upcoming
1: episode. Yes. So it, it really is a, an important consideration. It is. Emotional strength and the ability to withstand pressure and stress yeah. or deal with it. Definitely. Another factor is are you prepared if needed to temporarily lower your standard of living until your business is more established so meaning you know cutting back on some living costs and you know changing your lifestyle accordingly mm. because running your own business doesn't necessarily translate into better income at least not initially so during the startup phase and sometimes even beyond that You may be earning an income that is much less than you've earned in other employment and you'll need to be prepared for this and you need to be able to budget accordingly. So this episode doesn't cover the financial considerations of actually starting a business, but that will be discussed in later episodes of this podcast. So also when you run a business, you may find that you simply don't have the time or the money to meet your personal goals and booking that dream holiday or paying off the mortgage and spending more time with your kids and your grandkids are all personal goals that you may have to postpone as you work towards achieving your business goals. So you need to decide if you can handle that. Another consideration is will your family be prepared for the strain that they may experience in the startup phase? There can be a big difference between working as an employee for someone else and running your own business. So you may feel that you need to spend as much time working on your business as possible. And if you don't have set hours and you can't afford to take annual leave, this can decrease the amount of quality time you spend with your family. So it is really another consideration that you must think about. So, and finally, another consideration is what are you prepared to lose in the event that your business doesn't succeed? So ideally, you don't want this business venture costing you your life savings or leaving you with debt that will take you years to pay off. And you also don't want it to cause other issues with your spouse, wife, husband, family and friendship circles. So you need to be mindful of these also. And I think, Cheryl, the fourth aspect
0: or part of this is the business skills. Do you have the necessary skills to run a business or are you prepared to learn them or even outsource some of them? Yeah. Uh, Certain skills and experience will be essential to the success of your business and it's very unlikely that any one person is going to have all the skills necessary to run a business. We're yet to see it. So this means you're going to have to do any or all of these things and that is outsource certain tasks, or hire staff who can assist you or bring a skill set to the business that you don't have, or you'll have to spend some time gaining some extra skills that will be needed to run your business successfully.
1: Yes. Yeah, so let's talk about these extra skills. What, okay. what, what are your thoughts? Well, on this that? basically, this is
0: an, an analysis of your skill set strengths and weaknesses, if you like. And it's really important for you to be aware of what they are, and to be realistic about it too. So it's quite unrealistic, not to mention dangerous, for you to think that you can do everything within your business yourself. Sometimes it's not even about a lack of skill or knowledge, but more about a lack of time. An example of this may be that you could learn to do the bookkeeping for your business, for example, but the reality is you may not be able to find the time. So meeting BAS deadlines and other compliance deadlines will become stressful with everything else that will be going on, in your business and you just won't be as efficient and experienced as a bookkeeper.
1: That's right. And and a business owner does really end up wearing many different hats and taking on a range of responsibilities. So relevant skills that you'll need might include, for example,
0: well, the skills to do what your business actually does. So if you're a tradesperson, you'll have that skill set. If you're a physiotherapist, for example, you'll have that professional skill set. But the skills you may not have, and often skills that you do need to have, include um, management, marketing. Marketing, yep. Sales, human resources, particularly if you're going to be uh, recruiting and hiring yes. employees. And uh, bookkeeping and finances. Now, obviously, you'll handball that to us. Yes. But you still need to have an understanding of your numbers. I think that's really important as well.
1: It really is.
0: All these aspects are important. You can't just say, well, I don't want to know anything about that. Um, you know, unless unless you really have dealt with that skill set gap within your business Previously. through
1: recruitment,
0: or you have that skill,
1: correct? Yeah. And if you realise that you don't have all the skills that you actually do need to start your business, and you know that there are some that you just can't outsource right now, it's a good idea to start learning these skills ahead of time. If you can, you'll often be you'll be off to a better start and and somewhat an easier start. If you can overcome any skill deficit before your business actually starts, because once your business does get going, you might find that you're too busy, you're too tired, you're too overwhelmed to factor business education into your already busy schedule. Yeah, absolutely. Uh,
0: So once you've gone through the entire self-analysis exercise that we've just covered here, really reflect on what comes out of it for you. Do any areas of concern or red flags pop up for you? Are there any significant misalignments between the kind of person you are and the type of business you're thinking of getting into? Because if you're not a people person, for example, and your business idea requires you to be a people person, then will this idea really work for you? And if your business requires you to have sales skills and you feel a bit uncomfortable about selling, how are you going to overcome this? Are you going to get used to it or are you going to recruit someone to do that? Uh, task for you. And the second element of the pre-business plan framework is uh, working out if your business idea is actually feasible and viable. So there are four steps to evaluating your business idea. The prospect of starting or buying a business is pretty exciting and it's hard not to get carried away by all the excitement of a new business venture, but make sure you don't fall into the trap of being too eager
1: and so excited that you get blinded by the dream. Yes, because we see so many entrepreneurs dive right into their business venture without pausing to take a step back and take the time to assess and evaluate their business idea in the context of the market that they plan to serve. So before you invest considerable time, effort and money, You need to find a way to evaluate how viable your business idea will be and does it have the potential to succeed or is it likely to fail? Now, you're never going to know the answer, but there are steps you can take to ensure that you've canvassed these ideas. Yeah, the pre-startup
0: phase is where you need to be very pragmatic. You need to stay calm, focused, and rational, and don't be too hasty to get started because I think that's where the biggest mistakes happen and the biggest oversights occur. Uh, There's a quote by Joel Barker which says, "Speed is only useful if you're running in the right direction," and I think this is so profound, particularly in the context of starting a business. And this is why careful research and planning is needed
1: before you set the wheels in motion for your business idea. And even if you have all the right personal attributes and the skills and the know-how that are needed to run a business. If you haven't actually tested your business idea and worked out if there's actually a real market and a genuine need for your product or service, then unfortunately you do run the risk of business failure. So the smart thing to do here is work out whether your business idea has merit and potential and work out whether people will be willing to pay money for your product or service. So Corinne mentioned earlier that there's four evaluation steps so to speak, to assess and evaluate your business idea in the context of your market.
0: Yes, there are. And those four steps are evaluating the business idea itself. I mean, that's pretty obvious. Yep. Then you need to look at the market. So evaluate and assess your market. You need to consider your competition and also the environment in which you'll operate your business. So if we begin with the evaluation of your business idea, we need to ask ourselves these questions so we'll be will people be interested in what we're offering yeah okay so as a business owner will people be interested in what you are offering them and what you need to do here is ask a wide range of people what they think about your idea would they buy your product or service why why not and try and be really careful when asking people what they think of your idea because the way you
1: frame the question might influence their answer That's so just true. make sure you're getting honest um feedback yep Another point is you might want to conduct some market research to test whether there'll be adequate demand for your product or service. So you may want to research your market using the internet. You might interview family and friends. You could also look for industry groups on LinkedIn or Facebook or listen to podcasts that may be focused on your specific industry. And another consideration is Considering a range of business ideas, make a list of the advantages and disadvantages for different options such as buying an established business, buying a franchise, or even starting from scratch and turning your idea into a business.
0: Okay, Cheryl, so the second step in evaluating your business idea is market analysis. And you have to ask yourself, do you know who your ideal customer or target customer is? What type of people will buy from you and who will you be targeting? We recommend that you create a profile of who your target customer is, noting any segments within your overall target market. And a part of profiling your target customer is making sure you understand their needs, their pain points, and their desires. So what they want, this will help you get really laser focused with your marketing strategy and tactics later on, and give some careful thought as to how you will reach different segments of your target market. So start to think about the sorts of marketing strategies that you'll use to attract and entice customers to your business. You'll dive deeper into all of this when you prepare your marketing plan as part of your business plan. But giving some thought early on to who your market and target customer is will certainly help you gauge the overall feasibility of your business idea. Definitely will.
1: So the third step is to consider your competition. Have you researched the level of competition for your your product or service that you're currently thinking of bringing to the market? You need to assess the level of competition of your product or your service in your particular location, bearing in mind that your particular location could be the area that you live in, it could be national, it could even be global. So I recommend using online resources to determine the number and the type of competitors based around your potential business location. Then you need to have a think about the level of, what the level of competition tells you. Does the level of competition mean that you should reconsider the proposed location of your business or are there benefits to being located near your competitors if that's the case? So if you're a bricks and mortar business, do you need to consider a few different potential locations? Or if you're an online business, location may not be relevant, but your target market may be. So the question might be, do you need to refine your target market?
0: And Cheryl, when considering your competition, you need to look closely at what your competitors are offering. So... I'd recommend spending some time researching exactly what products and services your competitors are providing and review everything about them. So from their printed materials to their pricing, look at their websites, look at their social media activity. And depending on the type of product or service that your business will be offering, you might even consider purchasing from your competitors to look at their product or service and see how it's delivered. Mm. Also take the time to compare the advertisements and websites of your competitors because there may be similarities and even differences in what they're offering and can you offer something and serve an unmet need that perhaps they're not covering and this leads to what can your business offer that is better than your competition so consider what features and benefits that your target customers are looking for in your product and services and what is not currently provided by your competition so what features or benefits of your product or service differ to that being provided by your competitors?
1: And the fourth step is to consider the environment in which you'll operate your business. So looking at the external factors that might affect your business, try to determine any trends or impacts that could affect your industry. These factors may have a positive or negative effect. And also think about, you know, political, global, technological, social and environmental issues that could potentially affect your business Positively or negatively. And big issues that are currently around, like climate change, water restrictions, or significant advances in artificial intelligence, you need to understand whether or not now or in the future these will pose a threat or an opportunity to your business idea. And you need to assess the different types of risks associated with operating a business, such as potential loss from fire or injury. Or the impact of higher energy costs and the possible flow on effect to your business? How will your business actually deal with those various types of risks? And what are the features of your location and how might this impact on your success? If you're a bricks and mortar business, are you operating in an area that is experiencing a growth in population or are you are an area where customers could vanish if a key industry in that area were to come to a halt. You know, you might be in a mining region or an area whose population hinges heavily on a particular manufacturer, for example.
0: So you've raised some good points there, Cheryl, and I think what we need to look at now is the internal factors that might affect your business. So to answer this question, what you're going to have to do is conduct a SWOT analysis, um, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. And by doing this, you'll figure out the strengths and weaknesses of your business, and then you'll give thought to how you'll use your strengths to your full advantage and what strategies can you put in place to address any weaknesses that you might have. Most importantly, you need to work out if your strengths will actually compensate for your weaknesses. And then you have to also consider what is the future outlook for the industry that you're entering. It's really important that you get as much information as you can about the trends in your industry to know with more certainty whether your industry is in a phase of growth or decline, because you need to know the impact of this. In most cases, I see little point to entering an industry that's in decline. Uh, but there are a lot of free and paid resources online that will assist you um, in researching this this aspect. and lastly how will your business withstand competition should an unexpected competitor enter the market that you're servicing? Um, this is a big one because your preliminary research and analysis might signal that everything about your business idea is great but what would happen if a more powerful competitor entered the market? What impact would this have on your business and on you personally?
1: That's an excellent consideration to take into account. And once you have determined that there is a market for your product or your service, that's when you'll need to move on to assessing the commercial feasibility of your idea, which includes all of the financial aspects for your business idea. And we're not actually covering the commercial feasibility in this episode as such. It is just far too detailed, but we will talk about the main subtopics of commercial feasibility in future episodes but very briefly just so you're aware of what the commercial feasibility should cover off on is things such as how much money do you need to start up how do you intend to fund the business during the startup phase you know how long do you expect to be in business before you make your first sale what is your sales forecast you know cash flow analysis what is your break even point how much working capital will you need to sustain your operations and how much money do you need to meet your living expenses. So, Cheryl, at what stage of this
0: business idea feasibility analysis would you recommend getting an accountant involved?
1: That's a good question. And in my opinion, you need the professional input of your accountant when it comes to the financial aspect of your business idea, which concerns the commercial feasibility points that we've just briefly mentioned. But if your accountant is more than just an accountant, like we are at Platinum Accounting and Taxation, and they have real expertise in marketing and small business advisory, then it is sensible to involve them early on to review your initial market analysis And it also makes sense to have your accountant review your business idea as well as your initial business plan, because I can almost guarantee that they'll find something that you've missed and you haven't considered. And not only that, an accountant who has marketing knowledge and who has seen the ins and outs of numerous small businesses will be able to give you further insight based on what they've seen across various industries. So it is well worth your while getting an accountant involved. Fairly early on in the piece. Yeah, you can definitely gain some valuable insight early on. So, Corinne, in your opinion, is there anything else that someone new to business needs to consider once they've assessed their business idea? Just maybe briefly outline any extra considerations.
0: Yes. So you also need to give consideration to things such as any licenses, fees, permits, regulations specific to your business. You'll need to choose a potentially, choose the right property to rent or buy if your business requires a physical premises. Um, Legal requirements, so a review of a lease agreement, for example, uh, getting employment contracts in place. You'll need to work with an accountant for your accounting and tax compliance obligations. And you'll need to give consideration to protecting your business. So that includes insurances and other risk management strategies.
1: And I'm sure that in time we'll be delving deeper into a lot of these issues. We will, yeah. we will. They're but that's just, just a sim- brief overview of, of the things that you might need to consider as yeah, well.
0: they're just as important, obviously, as these initial steps that we've talked about. Correct. Yeah.
1: So to sort of cover off, um, did you want to recap for us? What, what have we covered today in this episode? Well, yeah, so in closing this episode, before you
0: invest considerable time, effort and money on a business, you need to find a way to evaluate yourself And your proposed business idea. And we recommend following the pre-business plan framework that we've outlined for you in this episode. So to recap what the pre-business plan framework is, it is divided into two key sections. And the first looks at the personal considerations of starting a business. So this is to help you work out if starting a business will be the right decision for you. So those
1: four personal considerations
0: were Cheryl, you
1: can let us know. Yep, they were um the four considerations was one, be clear about your why. Two, compare your character traits to those required of a small business owner. Number three is do you have what it takes to endure the running of a business from a physical, emotional, and financial perspective? And lastly, Business skills. Do you have the necessary skills to run a business, or are you prepared to learn them? And the
0: second uh, look, the second part of this looks at the feasibility of your business idea using four steps uh, involved in determining if your business idea
1: has a genuine chance of success. So. It was number one was evaluation of the business idea itself. Mm -hmm. Number two, evaluate your market. Number three, evaluate your competition. And finally, the environment in which you'll operate your business, you need to evaluate. Yeah, you need to consider that. And this will really help you identify
0: whether you and your business idea have the potential to succeed. So if you like this episode, please subscribe to Small Business All Figured Out. And if you know someone else who will get value out of it, please go ahead and share it. You can find our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Thanks for listening and bye for now.